0: live, from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the
1: Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio. Show, Talk Show.
0: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson on your radio. This is the broadcast for January 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023, hour two of two. To promote God, family, and country. To protect life, liberty, and property using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, along with the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders. That is the solution. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. Folks, look, don't run from the cops. Don't do it. It will not go well. It will absolutely suck. No matter what, you might die. Or at least get severely injured. I'm going to tell you, don't do it. Okay? Just don't do it. Chris Carlson, welcome, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord, Sam, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson, re-reporting for duty, sir.
0: Thank you very much. (laughs) Wow. All right. Um, The
2: emperor has new clothes. Let's just start. Let's just dig in, sir. Okay. So that's a little bit of a, a change on that theme. I say the empire's new clothes hopefully your audience oh sam, is yeah that's
0: what you mean all right i was confused <laughs> there for a minute because it said empire yeah. but i didn't know empires got
2: dressed well no they don't exactly do that so we'll have to make it a metaphor in this case sam all right there is i can woman. handle those so your audience is probably familiar if they're not familiar i'll give you the 15 second uh, version of the emperor's new clothes which this is based on so the emperor receives some new clothes from some Deceptive charlatans who said, well, only the dishonest in heart cannot see the clothes and the king looked down and he noticed he was naked, but he didn't want to be accused of being dishonest in heart. So he went along with the scam and pretended like his clothes were actually visible and he went out on the street in his underwear parading around in his new clothes, but all of his subjects knew that only the impure in heart would not be able to see the clothes. So they went along with the scam and pretended to see his clothes. And uh, it took a little child to recognize it. Hey, King, you're naked, <laughs> and that's what we are as an empire. And we are an empire here in the United States of America. Unfortunately, I wish we weren't, but we are. And I went ahead and I put together my own fairy tale. And I'd like to read it at this time. That illustrates where we're headed and where, based on where we've been. So, are you ready for that, Sam? Absolutely. What? <laughs> Once there was a young and prosperous empire who, although it compromised only four uh, yeah, compromised only four percent of the world's population, guess what? It produced 20 percent, if not 25 percent, of the world's goods and services. It was the envy of the world because its people were honest, upright, and hardworking for the most part, and because of their righteousness. The God of heaven blessed them with modern manufacturing technology that allowed them to produce many more goods and services than any other country on the face of the globe. Not only did the inhabitants of this empire benefit from this manufacturing boom, but the whole world was blessed with the cheap goods and services that it produced. But just like every other great empire in the history of the world, the evil one was not happy with the great rise of the natural aristocracy that Fueled the success of this righteous empire hard work industry and righteousness was rewarded at the expense of dishonesty speculation and deception with his cunning deceptions he replaced the evil one that is he replaced our gold and silver based monetary system with one that was based on the good faith and credit of the american government dun 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 so the evil one comes in and he recognizes the prosperity of this great empire which we've been for a while now, and he said the something has got to be done with this. Righteousness, um, hard work, industry, we can't have that. We need to have dishonesty, speculation, and deception. So along comes the Federal Reserve System, which uh, introduced a fiat-based system fraught with fraud and deception. This great deception happened in 1913. When, after several scientifically manipulated oppressions caused by the evil one and his minions, the evil one tricked the citizens of the empire into supporting a replacement of the system that made the rise of the empire possible. And then again, in 1971, the evil one and his minions deceived the good citizens of the empire into planting another poison seed in the heart of the merit-based system that the whole world was benefiting from. Dun, dun, dun. But this time, instead of... Backing the lifeblood of the Empire's economy with gold and silver, which encouraged thrift and accountability. The evil one convinced the representatives of the citizens of the empire to back their fiat money with a commodity that is produced in a in a tyrannically controlled country that does not use that power in a way that is good, honest, and wise. And that would be Saudi Arabia in our case. This seed was the formation of a fiat money system that was backed by Saudi Arabian crude oil, and they use force to make all the other countries that sold, that is the empire used force to make all the other countries that sold crude, crude oil to pay for it in dollars that were no longer backed by gold and silver, thus creating a global currency that would collapse if not forcibly tied to a tyrannical regime that happens to be the greatest producer of the commodity that keeps the US dollar afloat, and that's Saudi Arabia okay that's the end of that little fairy tale i don't know if you were read that when you were a kid sam i wasn't um but it is nonetheless no. characteristic <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't really uh you know
0: apply that properly i guess right
2: no 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 if you had maybe we wouldn't have if, if the kids around this country when they were young had been read that fairy tale maybe they would uh not allow the evil one to have made so much ground over the last 50 years since we were born. But it is a it unlike a fairy tale, Sam. based on reality, and this fairy tale will end as soon as our ship of state sinks in an ocean of oil, no longer backed by the U.S. dollar. The old aphorism "easy come, easy go" will characterize this collapse. When this happens, the scripture. Quote, when the wicked rule, the people mourn, quote, unquote, will be fulfilled. And Brandon Smith has a story in LouRockwell.com that uh, basically illustrates this on a more reality. And by the way,
0: it's an incredible column that lays out the details in no uncertain terms, Chris.
2: Yep, he's right on target. I can't disagree. I think there's one area where I disagree with him. I can't remember what that was. But yeah, for the most part, he's right on target. He's right on target. So shall we jump into the article? Yes, sir. Did you have something more to say? Okay. So I'm not familiar with Brandon Smith, uh, but I am now. He's very eloquent, very articulate, and very insightful economically. So the title of the article, Sam, is A Dollar Collapse is Now in Motion. Saudi Arabia Signals the End of the Petro Status and a lot of people don't even know that our dollar is artificially propped up by oil uh, some do uh, in either case most people think that we're just going to continue on into the future and everything's just going to be a hunky-dory like it's been since 1971 when we decoupled from gold and silver so anyway going into the article this is january 26 2003 just a week ago or so the decline of a currency's world reserve status is often a long process rife with denials. There are numerous economic experts out there that have been dismissing any and all warnings of dollar collapse for years, and I call this normalcy bias. And it's a psychological phenomenon whereby people think that just because something has existed, in in our case, the empire, Which didn't become an empire until recently, but it's been around, the the country's been around for 230 some, 235 ish years. They think that it's going to continue for another 205 or 235 years. And I say that is. And they believe these
0: subtle changes, they ignore them and think things are still normal, even though they're not. They're fundamentally changed without the people's really understanding or acknowledgement in many cases.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we are not the country that we started. Uh, We're not the country that we started 55 years ago, Sam, when you and I were born. Uh, We had still been on the gold and silver standard in uh, 1967. Those were still kind of the good old days, even though a lot of damage had been done. But it wasn't until 19... I I erroneously ascribed 1945. That's, That's when the Bretton Woods Conference was convened. And um, the the dollar became the, the international global standard, but we were still backed by gold and silver in 1945 up until 1971. And we've talked about uh, our decoupling from the gold standard in 1971. That's when the uh, petrodollar began. Anyway, um, so we think that you know everything's just going to be hunky dory going into the future. Not so fast. He goes on to say, Brandon Smith does, the other argument is that the U.S. dollar is backed by the full force of the U.S. military and the U.S. military is backed by the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve. And he says, in other words, the dollar is backed by the dollar. And that's a circular argument. The dollar is backed by the dollar. Yeah. It's like saying, John is the most trustworthy person in the world. If you don't believe me, just ask him. Well, if he's dishonest, honestly, he's going to tell you a lie. Um, So it's a circular argument, and it's a false god, no less, because all that Saudi Arabia would have to do is say, hey, we're going to sell our oil in euros, or we're going to start selling our oil in yuan, or um, Russian rubles, or whatever, or a, a basket currency, which we know is coming because they have to implement their new world order. And along with a new world order, Sam, there has to be a new world currency. And I think it'll be a basket of currencies. And they might just include the dollar as part of that, you know, just for old time's sake, you know?
0: All right, let's go ahead and skip the break, if you would, please. Continue, Chris.
2: Okay. So Brandon Smith goes on to say, and I'll try to make this brief, because he's very wordy. And a lot of the points he... Uh, doubles up on he says these sentiments are not only pervasive among mainstream economists who should know better by the way they are also all over the place within the alternative media which they should e- know even better but they don't okay he goes on to compare uh, our current uh, tenuous system as the golden goose and it is producing a lot of gold makes it's a two-edged sword if you think about it The petrodollar arrangement that that we negotiated in the early 1970s, Sam, is actually a a huge, huge benefit uh, to our system in as much as we have determined that we're just going to crank out the dollars like nobody's business. You know, in an inflationary environment, you want to be able to export inflation. And that's exactly what we do when we've created this international currency. When I was in Peru 30 years ago, you could pay for things in either soles, which is the local currency in Peru, or you could pay for them in dollars. Because worldwide, since the early 70s, and even before then, people respected the dollar as a stable currency. But that was only because it was mandated in international circles that you had to sell and buy your oil in dollar bills, and that artificially created stability. But as soon as that becomes decoupled, if it does, and we're hearing rumblings about it. We're hearing rumblings, in fact, at the World Economic Forum, and I'm not sure who this individual representative is, but one of the representatives of Saudi Arabia made the statement that uh, they're going to decouple eventually from the dollar. And uh, that should have sent tidal waves to economic the economic um world communities and it hasn't nobody's taken really notice that not that i've heard of i mean obviously brandon smith has taken notice of this so so here we and, are and he wisely asked he wisely asks
0: the question isn't the dollar system their golden goose and the answer is it has been for a long long time The goose that laid the golden egg comes from Aesop's fables. Ladies and gentlemen, understand that uh, the idea here is that, you know, is it real prosperity or false prosperity? Uh, And it has been manipulated prosperity for a long time and it's false. But eventually, all those systems historically have proven to absolutely fail. This time, when it fails, they want to replace it with their agenda. Okay, they want to, on the ashes, build their, quote, world economic reality. It'll be a basket currency controlled by the IMF, and you'll get, quote, what, drawing rights for a certain amount of, quote, privileges? Yeah, they're yeah, working SDR. on this hard,
2: folks. SDRs, and most likely, I mean, a lot of people who are on to what's going to happen and what could potentially uh, fate the dollar – They're familiar with what will most likely replace it as well, and that's a basket of currencies. And I think that's what they'll do, because here's the problem. We talked about this two weeks ago, Sam. If they completely decouple the dollar from the international oil trade, uh, that will cause uh, an economic panic the likes of which we could never even dream of. There would be so much inflation, it would just cause instant chaos, not only in America, but especially in America, but throughout the world because it would just be too disruptive. What they'll probably do is they'll they'll, they'll gradually wean us or wean the international markets from the dollar gradually so as not to disturb things too much. But the impact will nonetheless be felt. You know, whether it takes – well, it'll be felt immediately, first of all. It's just the news of that happening, uh, you know, will, will disturb the market sufficiently to cause panic. But, again, they don't want too much panic. So, yeah, that and that is the goose that lays the gold egg. And as I said, it's a two-edged sword. It allows us to export a lot of our our, our debt or a lot of our um, inflation and not feel the impact because there's so many. Nobody knows how many dollars are in circulation. Yeah, there's not feel the
0: impact temporarily, though, ladies and gentlemen. Like all Ponzi schemes, you can have the feeling of prosperity. You can have the feeling of all is well. You can have the feeling, but it isn't real folks. And that's the problem. At some point, when you export this inflation to everybody else uh, and you uh, export uh, force this tyranny on everybody else, at some point, people revolt. At some point, people say, look, this is not a path that's doing me well. And that's what we're starting to see now as Saudi Arabia, historically, supposedly a friendly country, I say supposedly because I believe it's all built on most of our, quote, goodwill is based on if we give you military hardware and fund your country, then you'll be kind to us logic, which I think is completely bogus in the end. Uh, You find that you you behave like that. And eventually you don't have any money to give them. They're not your friend anymore. Uh, So that's what we're starting to see. Hey, they're starting to realize America doesn't have any more to give. They've fleeced America for so long now uh, that, that you know what? The game is over. So, you know, um. If you don't have money, they're not going to be your friend anymore. And that's what we're starting to really see come home to roost, Chris.
2: Yeah. And not only Saudi Arabia, the world at large has recognized America because of our interventionism in Iraq and Iran, uh, in Libya, for example. We totally decimated that country. Now there are slave markets selling women as slaves, whereas before um, their leader, Muammar Gaddafi, was murdered by us you know by our military efforts uh it was a stable country and there's another backstory there about the um, dinar, the the gold-backed currency that um muammar Gaddafi. although he is an evil dictator he had the wisdom to establish a gold-backed currency and that's why he had to go and what was that uh, 2014 you anyway, know that was a side story we might be able to talk about that some other day but let's talk about saudi arabia in particular and, and some of the recent developments there Uh, So we know that uh, Mohammed bin Salman is now the dictator there in Saudi Arabia, and um, Brandon Smith goes on to say, I noted at the time, he's referring to a previous article, that the uh, sudden power shift over to crown prince Mohammed bin Salman indicated a change in Saudi Arabia's relationship to the U.S. And I added a sideline, it should be noted that American presidents have bowed to the Saudi crown princes in the past. So, you know, we treat them like royalty, which is galling. Anyway, he goes on to say, uh, Brandon Smith, I stated that, quote, today, Mohammed bin Salman controls all three positions, foreign policy, defense matters, oil and economic decisions. And social changes are are now all in the handling. So he is a true dictator. So, you know, he can, with the stroke of a pen, change everything as far as our relationship uh, with the petrodollar is concerned with Saudi Arabia um so he goes on to say brandon smith the rise of most mohammed bin salman was backed by the public investment fund pfi a fund compromised or comprised of trillions of dollars supplied by globalists within the carlisle group and i don't know if you're familiar with the carlisle group i i know you've heard of it uh the bush family is associated with it henry kissinger is one of the uh investors in that And Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, BlackRock, and these are all Zionist-controlled organizations. James Edwards would appreciate what I'm saying now. The Saudi royal family also has strong Zionist loyalties. Some believe that they themselves are of Jewish descent. So there's a really unique relationship. You think about the relationship that the state of Israel now has with surrounding Arab countries. For the most part, it is negative because Arabs and Jews, for the most part, don't get along. But for the last... Well, since Israel has become a state recognized by the UN, Sam, the state of Israel has always have had pretty friendly relations with Saudi Arabia, and a lot of people wonder why that's the case. I believe that the Saudi royal family is actually of Jewish descent, and they are being controlled by the state of Israel up to today. And I think one of the reasons that they established that relationship and they installed their own people is because they knew that that was a very, going to be a very powerful country, whoever controls it. I think the state of Israel controls Saudi Arabia today. So, you know, they can, by with the stroke of a pen, change our petrodollar arrangement at will, if they so choose. So you've got that. You've got Saudi Arabia. You've got um, Mohammed bin Salman, who is controlled by the Zionist state of Israel, And uh, you've got the petrodollar teetering on the point of collapse. And once that happens, like like we said over and over again, the whole world order changes. And and not immediately, but almost immediately, Sam. I mean, it'll be, depending on how uh, easy they can control that collapse. It's like trying to control a slow motion train wreck. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it or not. And they talk about world. Well,
0: here's the bottom line. They've been trying to do this stuff for decades. They've been trying to move us towards a global currency. And every time we discover it, find out about it, push back, we back, we stop it and or delay it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And that's really where we are now. The question becomes, will they force this on us now or can we push back and stop and delay it? But eventually it's going to happen, Chris. There's no way to stop it.
2: There's no way to stop it. Yeah, Um, and because America, America has become the people don't realize. I mean, we're we're in a bubble here in America because our media is so much controlled. People in foreign countries they don't like America. Uh, Some of them, uh, you know, they're blinded to one degree or another too. But you know, countries like uh, Iran, I mean, where you still have uh, a central bank that is controlled by the Iranians and not by the uh, Zionist state of Israel. I mean, they know, the reason they burn American flags and say death to America is because, not because they're evil people, there are a lot of great people in in Iran, but they don't have controlled medias like we have here. Uh, They know that America really is evil. They know what they did in Iran. They know what we've done in uh, in Libya and and all over the Middle East where we have these wars of intervention, and they know why we did it at the behest of the State of Israel. but uh, america is no longer a righteous nation we allow our leaders to to kill too many innocent men women and children in the name of stabilizing their countries which in all cases (laughs) their countries look at look at iran um look at um look at uh what's the country i'm thinking about where we pulled out um afghanistan excuse me um you look at libya they're all extremely unstable today and the bad guys have taken over the reins of power. Uh, so we we have become the pariah of the world, and that will facilitate their willingness to transition from the petrol dollar because they know, to to a degree, they know that it will ruin our country, and we should know too. We should study these things, but we don't. And if a dummy like me can understand it, Sam certainly. You know, these highly educated politicians that we have leading our country from Yale and Harvard and Columbia and Stanford, they should be able to figure it out. And I think a lot of them do, but they're just keeping their mouths shut. A lot of times, you know, when people know the truth, they're just too afraid to even admit it to themselves. And I think that's the case with a lot of our politicians. They will deny what they they know in the backs of their heads when, when they should admit it and deal with it. But we're not dealing with it. And we're going to deal with it in a very big and devastating manner if we don't deal with it in a peaceful manner before that happens.
0: All right. Like I told you, Kevin McCarthy and crew aren't even planning to stop raising the debt ceiling, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising the debt ceiling. They're not even planning to not do it. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
1: USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The release of graphic video showing the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police sparked protests in several cities. Demonstrators turning out in Memphis, New York, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles last night. Police used pepper spray to control unruly crowds. This after body cam video shows the arrest of the 29-year-old who died following a traffic stop. Video show Memphis officers Punch Kick and Taze Nichols they have now been charged with murder and more personnel moves have been made in the wake of that video. Two Shelby County deputies are relieved of duty pending an investigation. The announcement came after videos were released to the public from various angles on Friday. Shelby County Sheriff Floyd Bonner Jr. said he's launching an investigation into whether the deputies violated police policy. Five Memphis police officers who faced charges, including second-degree murder, were previously fired from the department. I'm Jerry Barmash. Eighty-five vehicles involved in a chain reaction crash that shut down I-90 through Wisconsin for seven and a half hours Friday. Twenty-one people injured, according to the Wisconsin State Patrol. At least seven people are dead after an attack at a Jerusalem synagogue. Reports say a Palestinian gunman entered this synagogue and fired at worshippers gathering Friday night. Israeli media report children among the dead. The shooter was killed at the scene. At least three others injured. The man who claimed he had a bomb outside the Library of Congress in 2021 pleads guilty to felony charges. Floyd Roseberry drove his truck onto the sidewalk outside the library and began yelling at people on the streets that he had an explosive before going on a rant against the government. Authorities say his vehicle contained possible bomb-making materials. He faces up to 10 years in prison. This is USA News.
2: Okay, welcome back to the Roundtable Live with Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> but uh, we talked about the collapse of the dollar, and a lot of people with normalcy bias are thinking, no, this can never happen, it's never happened in my lifetime, it hasn't happened since the beginning of our country. But we don't. what we don't realize is the dollar at the beginning of the founding of this great nation was backed by gold and silver. And we were a productive nation, and we have been for the most part, but we're transitioning a lot of that production over to China. Now, the dollar must go in order for the new world order to rise. And Brandon Smith says this, the dollar is just a stepping stone towards their goal of a one world economy and a one world currency. They have killed the world reserve status of other currencies, and he gives an example of the British pound uh, in another part of the article, In the past why wouldn't they do the same to the dollar yeah why wouldn't they Uh, just because they haven't done it so far during our lifetime sam why wouldn't they do it in the near future and my insert is in order for the new world order to rise america must fall and that sounds pretty dire and nobody especially with normalcy bias wants to buy into that and i don't want to buy into it but we have to we have to grapple with that reality our leaders our national leaders have to grapple with that reality I am surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. To be honest with you, I thought it would happen sooner. I do not confuse God's patience with tolerance. In his mercy, he will allow us to experience the consequences of our foolish actions, even if that means that our economy will either partially or if they don't have control, enough control over it, it could get out of hand. We'll talk about that later. He has allowed great empires to collapse in the past and will allow ours to collapse as well and i make a reference to daniel 2:44, and i think we're going to see this in our lifetimes and i'll just quote that it says and in the days of these kings shall the god of heaven set up a kingdom and that's god's kingdom by the way which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people but it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Unquote, and that's Daniel two forty four. And I think that fulfill the fulfillment of that prophet. We're going to see happening within our lifetime, Sam, because all the kingdoms of the devil they must fall, they must be destroyed, because they are an impediment to God's purposes. And the remnant, I believe, will survive. Oh, there will be devastation throughout the world, as we know. You know, we we read. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, and it talks all about the destruction that will be visited upon us here in these latter days, and I think we're living in those days. And right now, is probably a good transition to Tucker Carlson. Sam, if you want to have Lindsey go ahead. Yeah, and what, I,
0: what I think is happening, Tucker is highlighting this better than anybody else in the mainstream, is why I go to him. It's not like I think he has more intel than me on anything or anything, uh, but I do believe that when the mainstream press, at least one of their own to some degree talks about something and is pretty canned that is worth focusing on. So Tucker Carlson talks about another attempt by leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the United States. This is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign. Now, in a way, we're going back to this, you know, Tyree guy, because that's what Tucker talks about, but not really. Because what they're really doing with this is destroying America. All systems must fall. They're pushing and taking us a long way in this by attacking every element of stability. So the Republicans are a problem. The Democrats are a problem. Government's a problem. Your state's a problem. Your federal government's a problem. Your And the cops are a problem. And the businesses are a problem. And the,
4: And they're taking everybody down. Listen to Tucker. Here it is. Well, as we said, that video is hard to watch. Parts of it are brutal. It seems like an abusive power. You can't kick a man when he's on the, de- on the ground, handcuffed. Decent people oppose that. Virtually all Americans oppose that. We should also remember that we don't know all the facts here. We've seen a lot of videos over the years that have been put to uses that had nothing to do with the topic of the video itself. Um, so we should suspend some level of judgment. But that video is, is awful in a lot of ways. But here's what it's not. It's not an example of racism, systemic or otherwise. The man on the ground who was killed or died in any case was black, but so was every police officer you just saw hitting him. So, by the way, is the police chief of Memphis. So is most of its city government. So also is the overwhelming majority of the city of Memphis itself. So whatever you think of them, white people did not play any role in this particular tragedy. Whatever the story may be about, it's not about racial bias. Any honest person could see that immediately. But you would never know it from watching the so-called news coverage of this tape today. The only person whose race most media outlets identified was the victim. Another unarmed black man murdered by the police, they said. Moments ago on MSNBC, they just described what you just saw as white supremacy. Really, how? CNN's Van Jones did acknowledge that the police who hit Tyree Nichols were black, but, quote, they might still have been driven by racism. Van Jones didn't take the time to explain how. It was a lie, of course. They're all lying. And Joe Biden himself, the president of the United States, swiftly reinforced that lie. Referring to an event in which every single participant and their supervisors was the same color, Biden lectured the United States that, quote, fatal encounters with law enforcement have disparately impacted black and brown people. So the one thing we know, no matter how you feel about the video, and most people don't think that's right. But the one thing we know for sure is that there is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign underway tonight designed to manipulate you and using the sad death of a young man in Memphis to do it. That propaganda campaign, like all propaganda campaigns, is by definition dishonest. But it's more than that. It's worse than that. This is yet another attempt by our leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the United States. Why would anyone ever do that? The consequences of doing that ripple through the generations. They don't go away quickly, but they're doing it anyway. Why? We can't say for certain, but we can't help but notice that the last time we had race riots in this country, a president, an incumbent president, lost re-election. There was a point. So Joe Biden, if he weren't senile, might be concerned by this. But whatever the intent of lying about what you just saw might be, we know that it's evil. And we are beginning to suspect that the violence expected in Memphis tonight is not organic. It's not just outraged people taking to the streets. Why are we guessing that? Because similar violence is also expected tonight in cities across the country as we speak Antifa is coordinating riots on both coasts and in between. That would include Seattle and Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles, California, as well as Atlanta, Georgia, New York City, suburban Washington, D.C., etc., etc. Barricades are going up right now in Times Square. The NYPD is worried about attacks on police and potentially public transportation. Our rage is stronger than their power, declared the Antifa chapter in Frederick, Maryland. Of course, by morning, we'll know if that's true. But we already know there's a lie embedded in the claim. Our rage? We get so mad watching CNN that we took to the streets and set police stations on fire or whatever they plan to do? No, that's not what's happening. Antifa is not a bunch of hooligans. These are not idle kids who just appear out of nowhere because they're so mad about what they saw in cable news or read on Twitter. Antifa is a political instrument. WHOSE ACTIONS ALWAYS ARE INTENDED TO AFFECT A POLITICAL OUTCOME, PERIOD. ANTIFA DOES NOT APPEAR BY ACCIDENT. ANTIFA APPEARS WITH A PURPOSE, TO AFFECT A POLITICAL OUTCOME, EVERY SINGLE TIME. AND IF THERE'S ONE CRITICISM OF THE REST OF US WATCHING THIS AT HOME, IT'S THAT WE OFTEN MISS THAT, BECAUSE EVERY CHANNEL IS TELLING US SOMETHING TERRIBLE HAPPENED, HERE'S A VIDEO OF IT, AND SOMETIMES THE VIDEO IS TERRIBLE. And then they imply that because of this video, the emotions of the people watching just erupt into rage and violence. But that's not what's happening. Antifa is being organized by whom? We don't know. Why don't we know? To do what? We can't say right now. But we know for certain that in cities across the country right now, Antifa is mobilizing to commit violence. This is a political militia. So the question is, who's benefiting from it? those are the people you ought to be asking questions of, and we're going to have time to do that. But right now, we are on the cusp of what many in law enforcement expect to be a long and violent evening. Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly open stories that are changing the world and changing your life. That
0: was excellent commentary from Tucker, but he's highlighting this. We don't know who funds, who backs, who runs the agenda of antifa we don't know what really happened in every one of these cases what we know though is every time they escalate it in a negative way that'll eventually destroy all confidence all faith in anything american chris
2: yeah you know and he's right and he's very astute and i'm very proud of tucker carlson i wish i could claim uh, that he was my cousin or something but He's, he's very astute. He doesn't know the, the funding source. I mean, those sources are very cleverly disguised, unfortunately for us. I wish I could. I I do know this, that there, there are fiat dollars being printed on a regular basis, and there are plenty of them that they can use. And one of the reasons that they've been able to print so many of those fiat dollars for uh, insidious causes, Sam, is because we have been able to export our debt So, you know, we've experienced inflation. We've experienced about 8.5% inflation this year, but that would be 10 times as much if we were not able to export it because of the petrodollar. And now why, you got to ask, why
0: is the government continuing to promote violence at every turn? Every time there's an opportunity for them to promote, foment, advocate for, or whatever you want to say, violence, they do it. Now, you can say, wait a minute, Sam, the government's not advocating for violence. The media's not advocating for violence. They're just telling you what's about to happen. No, 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 no. They're stirring it up. I'll give you yeah. the proof. Why did the story of this poor black guy get beat to death come out at the same time the Nancy Pelosi hammer story came yes. out? They released the video at the same time for that, too. Right? Yes. And so There's they're no absolutely there. promoting violence, folks. They really are. Every time we turn around, violence seems to be at the core. Violence seems to be the narrative. Violence seems to be. And who's calling to stop the violence? What Trump, what Biden, what all these guys say is, oh, my gosh, that video is horrific. The cops are evil. By golly, bad guys. But no one's calling to stop the violence, saying love thy neighbor as thyself. No one's doing their very best to say, aren't we our brother's keepers? Uh, somebody could highlight the Good Samaritan and say, we instead of being a, a, an abuser, why don't we be like the Good Samaritan? Why don't we, okay, this is what I'm talking about, right?
2: Yeah. Where are the and people if, literally leading and advocating for peace, Chris? And if they are, the media is not cooperating with them and giving them airtime. That That's the problem, because I know there are people. They're peace loving people, just like you and I. I'm promoting peace, but I'm a nobody. I mean, you you have, you know what you have, uh, you know the audience that you have, and you're doing the best you can. No, you're right, and, and it is um, a designed psychological operation to put us in this battle mode. is It's because it's a divide and conquer strategy that they've used since time immemorial, since six thousand years of the history we've had that and you know the more we're uh, bickering with each other and battling with each other the like us and they're hoping that there's a a civil war in this country and that will um, additionally facilitate along with the collapse of the dollar facilitate their ability to conquer us which they really really want to do and we're, we're getting closer and closer and you can just feel it in your bones sam they want violence in the streets and they want solutions that empower them. Let me give you more evidence that this
0: is the case. Who is telling you that, yes, you know what, these cops were bad guys. And no doubt we need to get the bad apples out of the barrel. Okay? No doubt we need to get rid of bad cops that have let power go to their heads. Or no doubt we need to get rid of the gangs. Or no doubt we need to whatever. Okay? But not only who is leading by peace and examples of peace. But who is comparing, who's giving you reality, reality is that a word, Relative Reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> reality, reality points. Who is highlighting that, you know what, the cops are bad in this case. I agree and it's horrible. But nationally speaking, even yes. Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, or even Memphis speaking, we have thousands of interactions between the cops and the American people every day. And rarely does it run off the rails and equate to murder by five thugs that beat somebody to death. Rarely is that the case. Most of the time, most interactions are peaceful. Most, And then comparing that, so putting it in perspective, hey, I mean, the way the media talks, the way the mainstream press, and the way your government talks, this is literally every day. This is literally yeah. all the time. If you're a black guy, you have no chance to even walk outside or you're going to get murdered by the cops. Okay, this narrative isn't even true. And not only take Tennessee or the nation, but then compare this to the world. And America has an incredible history of kindness and peace and gentle behavior and cooperation and positive outcomes. And I can go on and on and on. But who is putting this in perspective? Right? Who is putting this in reality like I am? I appreciate Tucker, and I think he's right, but I don't even hear him going as far as I am. Not even close, Chris. Not even close.
2: No, he'll never talk about the Zionist controlled media. And, you know, there's a religious element to that. There's a 2,000 year history there, and I know it's very controversial to talk about, but. You know, there there are people in this world who are offended by the fact that for 2,000 years they've been blamed for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And they, they're doing everything they can right now to destroy Christianity from the face of the earth. And so far, they've been pretty successful in doing that. And I hate to put it in those terms because then it makes me sound like an anti-Semite, which I right, am not. you ready? You ready? Yes, I'm ready.
0: If you do age 16 or over— in a 12-month period, there's an average of about 61 million, 61.5 million residents had at least one contact with police. All right? Mm-hmm. So listen to me. 61 million a year. Now, we could divide that per day wow. easily. I'll do that in a minute, okay? But I want you to understand this. Death. Death by police is about seven one hundredths of one percent seven wow. one hundredths of one percent a cop <laughs> is like likely to kill an unarmed black man than being struck by lightning or winning the lottery they're more likely folks now yeah. Yeah. now some say over 200,000 interactions with civilian and police take place every year okay well it all depends then because what's an interaction if you have six people in the car and they all get stopped is it one interaction or six there's a lot of debates about how we're going to categorize these interactions but anyway you look at it even if there's 200,000 per year what do you hear about a black man dying by the cops once twice three times a year or something
4: yeah. So it's I'll, like 3
0: it's 3 out of 200,000 or even 10 out of 200,000. Look, 2,000 is 10%, right? 200 is 1%, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. You don't even no, have no. close to 200 people dying at the hands of the cops every year. Now if you try not if you don't run, you don't fight the cops. Now what's the likelihood that you die? Folks, see, this is an absolutely dishonest, manufactured agenda by government in bed with the media to literally make you believe things are absolutely catastrophic when they're not even close. We need to get rid of the bad apples, I agree. We need to Mm -hmm. have—we need to press charges to the fullest extent of the law in these cases. But folks— do we want to just act like we don't need the cops do we just want to act like we should defund them the whole fundamental main purpose of government is to protect our god-given rights a cop was like the first government official a sheriff you want to fundamentally get rid of that and keep all the rest of government all the socialist communist propaganda well here's what happens when the people turn wicked chris you had some uh, references from the book of mormon another testament of jesus christ uh, I know a lot of people who aren't members of the Mormon church would say, well, why do I don't want to read that, Sam. You want to focus on it because it's one of the greatest handbooks for freedom ever written. That's why. And it has some incredible anecdotes from history for you. Here
2: they are. Chris? Here they are. Can I add something to your um, last I tried there? So sure. I've got, a, I've got a daughter, And I, I think this, this is relevant. I just wanted to share this to give you an idea of how effective the media's is probably the end of campaign um, about police officers and their relationship to black people. So I have a daughter who had a black friend. She no longer has that friend. She doesn't consider her a friend because of this incident and other incidences. She was pulled over. This black friend of hers, um, she's in her early 20s, was pulled over by a police officer. My daughter was in the car with her, and she witnessed what my daughter best describes as hyperventilating because she thought this this friend of hers kept repeating over and over, I'm black. A police officer is going to attack me. And, you know, something to that effect and, and literally hyperventilating here in the state of Utah, which there's no truth to that. There's no reality to that. The police officer just peacefully walked up to the car, asked for her license, told her that she was speeding and gave her a warning. Yet this black girl, just because of the color of her skin and based on media propaganda that she had been exposed to, literally thought that something tragic was going to happen to her just because of that. And, and as a result, my daughter no longer wants to hang out with this, this girl because she feels like she's a perpetual victim based solely upon the color of her skin. And then, sorry about that, I just wanted to convey that to give you an idea of how horrible the situation really has become. Now, you talked about um, how, how I think that uh, things are going to play out in these last days. Well, the good news is the powers that be know that if they overplay their hand, they could lose control of the people and not accomplish their world government agenda. That's the good news if you want to look at it that way, Sam. Um, But the bad news is that they could very easily miscalculate the response to their manipulations, economic and social and whatever, and chaos will ensue. We talked about that two weeks ago, Uh, and this is not unprecedented. And the following account uh, is an illustration of such a scenario. So we're, t- we're reading from the Book of Mormon, which is uh, another testament of Jesus Christ. We've often quoted from it in the past. And it's specifically from Third Nephi, chapters 6 and 7. And this actually happened to a civilization that existed approximately, well, this incident happened 2,000 years ago. Because there were men inspired from heaven and sent forth standing among the people. This is, this is a society very similar to our, Sam, where they had uh, degenerated into unrighteousness. And um, there were men, we, we usually refer to them in the Bible as prophets, uh, but they could just be anybody. They could be you and I, Sam, trying to warn the people of the impending danger of living an unrighteous lifestyle. And there were many of the people who were exceedingly angry because of those who testified of these things like you and I are doing right now Sam and those who were angry were chiefly chief judges and they who had been high priests and lawyers so basically the ruling class at that time were angry because they were the they the prophets if you want to call them that or you know the people just who were just saints and wanted to warn the people that they were uh, on the verge of destruction were warning the people and they didn't like that because they were being called out as the leaders of the nation they were being called out for their criminal activities okay now there were many of those who testified of the things pertaining to Christ now obviously we we speak of Christ a lot because he is the author of our political and otherwise salvation uh, obviously our spiritual salvation as well you know just just like today Sam people don't like you and I talking about Jesus Christ and how he is our only hope um, for deliverance from the situation that we find ourselves in, they didn't like those people who were testifying of Christ either, and they decided that they were going to secretly put them to death, and that's what they did, and it created such a such a chaotic situation because there was an uproar among the people in the community um, that society literally degenerated into tribes. Okay, now it came to pass um, that these, these people, of course there were secret combinations and um, the, the people who were actually the politicians who were actually uh, murdering these innocent people who were warning the rest of the people, and this may happen to us if you think about it, they, they actually were, were brought to justice and were about to be uh, condemned for their crimes when this whole thing transpired. And they combined against the people of the Lord and entered into a covenant to destroy them and to deliver those who were guilty of murder from the grasp of justice, which was about to be administered according to the law. And they did set at defiance the law and the rights of their country, and they did covenant one with another to destroy the governor of the land and to establish a king over the land. Does that sound familiar? OK, this was on a local level, but we're seeing the same scenario transpire on a global level. They're trying to destroy local governments, um, you know, like like our government. We talked about, you know, they have to get rid of America before the new world order can um, can rise in, in great power and, and majesty, might and dominion. So what happened visually in this society, Sam, is they did set it defiance the laws and the rights of their country and they did. Covenant one with another to establish this king and the people then became divided and they degenerated into the basic fundamental uh, ruling units known as tribes, because the law basically had been ignored and all this process of trying to bring about justice and these people who had entered into secret combinations who were in positions of power, they pushed back and then everything just went chaotic. So I kind of think that that's how it's going to play out in our society. History does
0: repeat itself, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that. The solution, in my opinion, is to turn to God, to testify of Christ. And you know what? They may murder me for it, but I testify Christ lives. I testify that the gospel of Jesus Christ is real. I testify that if we keep his commandments, we will be blessed and eventually live with him again, regardless of what they do to the physical body. I testify that Christ loves us and that he sacrificed his life for us and his resurrection and atonement are real. Let the record stand as it will on Liberty Roundtable Live. By the way, who advocates for more peace, more solutions to Liberty Roundtable? Answer, no one one of a kind, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Share the love with your family and friends. LibertyRoundTable.com LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.